you're kind of reaching into yourself on a deeper level than you maybe do on a normal basis and trying to get in touch with that and what like what it means for you to be alive and connect with other people, etc. Um, but I don't know if that has to be separated from material or physical things. Welcome back to another episode of Never Wear Boring Socks. I'm Maria Ramsey. And I'm Anna Barnard. And Anna, I really hope you're not wearing boring socks today. Well, lucky for you, Maria, my socks are very unboring today. <laughs> How fabulous. So that's good. I am wearing a pair of socks that they have kind of like a gray background, but then they have lots of pretty colored floral designs on them um and on the side they say you're killing my vibe which the reason Mm. why i chose these socks is because i feel like it kind of encompasses how i'm feeling right now it's kind of gray and rainy outside it's kind of killing my vibe a little (laughs) bit i Uh want there to be pretty flowers sunshine i'm ready for also like fall colors Ready for that to start happening. I'm so ready for fall. Yeah. So that's why I chose these socks today. What socks are you wearing, Maria? My socks may appear sort of boring, and I think I have worn them this season already, (laughs) but I'm wearing them for a very practical reason. These are very practical socks in a non-boring way because they're very comfy. They're very well-padded especially like the bottoms are really squishy and comfortable and padded and they're good height and they're kind of stripey. They have like brownish stripes on them. And these are the socks that I got before the summer when I went to my permaculture workshop and then started working on an herb farm. So they're sort of my like hiking, farming, gardening socks. And I'm wearing them today because it's raining right now. Tropical rainstorm Florence is hitting Florence, Massachusetts at the moment. And I had to wear rain boots, which are super uncomfortable. If anybody knows of any rain boots that are comfortable for people with wide feet, let me know, because I'd never have found any. But they're, they're pretty comfortable in my, uh, my squishy socks, or at least relatively. So. Very nice, very nice. Yes, stay safe in Florence. Protect yourself against Florence. Thank you. Yeah, we've had flash flood warnings, so yikes. Hopefully, hopefully it won't get too crazy. Yeah, indeed. So this week we are talking about spirituality and more specifically its role in wellness and creativity. And so before we kind of get into the specifics, I want to go over what I guess maybe the general perception of spirituality is and what our perceptions are of spirituality, because I think 
this is a term that is used a lot right now, but it I don't know if anyone's really agreed on what exactly it means. I think it has a lot of different connotations and can mean different things. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the beauty of this term. Um, but when I was thinking about what I have heard about spirituality and what kind of connotations I have with it, um, I know that I've heard it in conjunction with religion a lot. Um, like religion and spirituality and I'm a religion major at school. And so like those overlaps kind of are, they're, they're really fascinating to me, but I don't think religion and spirituality are necessarily the same thing. Um, I think they both kind of speak to connecting with some sort of power force on a deeper level, but I don't, I don't know if they're exactly the same. Do you, what are your thoughts on that? I think it really depends on how you define each term. I think there are different definitions. So I definitely have heard people talk about religion being separate than spirituality. And I think what they're focusing on in that context is religion being organized religion. And I think that, yeah. Organized religion definitely doesn't have to be the same thing as spirituality. I think spirituality is maybe a larger concept that encompasses organized religion. But then I guess the question is, does just religion by itself imply organized religion? And I don't know the answer to that. I took a religion class in college, and I had a very opinionated professor. She was a great professor, but I remember her making a very strong point that religion and spirituality were the same thing and there was no difference between them, which I thought was interesting. Mm. I I think that just is a different way of defining the two. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, I looked up just like the definition of spirituality online and what Google comes up with is spirituality is the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. Mm, Thank you, Google. Yeah. And I feel like I agree with part of this. I think I like how it, yeah, like I like how it talks about the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul. It's like you're kind of reaching into yourself on a deeper level than you maybe do on a normal basis and trying to get in touch with that and what like what it means for you to be alive and connect with other people etc um but i don't know if that has to be separated from material or physical things that's exactly what i was thinking yeah i think material or physical things can be sometimes can be essential for spirituality hmm interesting how so well, I mean, I think when we're practicing spirituality, we often, I don't know if sitting down and just, and just resolving yourself to think about your spirituality is the most productive way to go about thinking about spirituality, because mm-hmm. I think it is kind of an elusive thing. Um, and so I think maybe listening to things um, like meditations or... So, like, using your phone to connect with your spirituality or looking at the possessions around you and seeing kind of what those, what your most prized possessions indicate to you about what's important to you and things like that. I think um, material possessions can be important in indicating to us our values and kind of what spirituality we want to have. Yeah, 
I think a lot of this kind of speaks to the point that we were talking about in our last episode about people trying to separate the mind from the body. And I feel like a lot of religion and maybe spiritual practices, there's kind of this idea that you're your soul or your spirit is separate from your body. And that's what this Google definition implies is that your human spirit or soul, as opposed to material or physical things, like it's something very separate. And I really am of the belief that spirituality can be very deeply entwined with our physical experience. And like you said, our physical surroundings and bodies too can be a part of how we understand and experience spirituality. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. And I want to talk about the kind of this mind body thing more in conjunction with spirituality and wellness. Um but before we dive into that, I just want to ask you like what your ideas are about spirituality or if you have a spirituality or if you're still figuring out like what are your what are your thoughts on that? Well, I definitely do believe in some force that's greater than myself that I'm included in. So for me, it's important to like have trust that I'm not just this little isolated speck in my own little bubble of human experience that's not related to anything else. I think I'm connected to something bigger, and I think... I'm a part of that something bigger. I don't think it's like some separate entity. I don't think there is this God figure who is just like telling us what to do and directing us without really being a part of us, if that makes sense. I don't feel a particular connection to any one religious or spiritual tradition. And I also, I really believe that like we don't ever really have the answers to any of these questions and I I'm okay with that I know that my beliefs about myself and humans and the meaning of life and all this magical mystical stuff that maybe they're not actually what's true but for me believing in what I do believe in really enhances my life, I think, in a really beautiful way and encourages to me me to be a better person in the world to myself and to others. And I think that's what's important is how I'm using those beliefs and how they're affecting my life. So I'm choosing to believe them, even if, you know, there's no way of proving if they're true, because I don't think we can prove them. Yeah. So that's my thoughts at the moment. Yeah, I really like that. No, I kind of am in the same spot where religion or a specific religious tradition has never been a part of my life. Um, But as I've gotten older, um, I've become more interested in what it means to be religious or spiritual. And I think spirituality for me um, is more approachable than religion. I find religion fascinating and I want to study it, but I don't find myself gravitating toward a certain religious tradition but i think Mm -hmm. spirituality speaks to me in a different way because i think it's a little more open-ended um and i still have a lot to figure out about what i what i think about my spirituality but something that 
And I, I kind of agree with a lot of what you were saying. And I totally agree with the fact that we can't know the answers to all these things and that that's okay. And that maybe those answers will be revealed to us at some point and maybe they won't. I'm not really sure. Um, but I was in my, I'm in a feminist theology class and I was in that class yesterday. I, it's a really fascinating that's class. so cool. That sounds so yeah, fascinating. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and my prof was, um, we were talking about kind of what certain terms are used for God in certain contexts and how there's so many of them. And we were doing this reading where, um, the author was talking about like capital W wisdom and personifying wisdom as a female thing or mm. capital G goodness or whatever. And our professor asked us, maybe think about what your capital is. Like, is it God or is it compassion or is it wisdom or is it imagination or whatever? And I thought that was a really, I like yeah, that. I thought that was a really cool way to look at. Um, that seemed more about spirituality to me, or at least it spoke to me in that way. But I think it could also be considered a very religious thing as well. Um, but kind of getting in touch with what you think is sort of the guiding force in your life or what you want to be guided by. I think that's a way that really spoke to me. And I think that's a way that I want to start looking at, at my own spirituality. Yeah. I think the language we use has such a big impact. We've talked about this in oh my God, many yeah. other episodes also, but I, I, yeah, for example, I was always kind of turned off by the language that's generally used in Christianity, mm -hmm. which is where my family's background is from. So that's mainly what I had had experience with growing up, even though my immediate family is not super religious. And it always just felt like so weird to me. It didn't resonate. I didn't, it just didn't feel right. But what something that kind of shifted that for me was reading A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. And her work is based on A Course in Miracles, which is this like metaphysical text that was written. I don't remember when it was written. But anyway, the way she talks about it, and I think the way that it's, I think the way that it's phrased in A Course in Miracles also, they're using Christian terms. Like they're still talking about. Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. But the way that she presented them was so different and like so shifted my perspective on it that I have so much more like compassion for how Christianity sounds to me now. Yeah. Just the way that she presented those terms in a different way, just because the language didn't resonate with me before. So. Language is huge. I really like that idea of picking a word that resonates for you that your professor was talking about. For sure. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I could. We should have an episode where we talk about language because there's yeah. so many things you could say about that. And just with all the classes, I'm taking a lot of classes right now that um, are going towards the concentration I'm doing in women's and gender studies. And a lot of it is about what kind of language we use when we're talking about mm -hmm. each other and when we're talking about the divine and things like that. And it's really fascinating and it makes all the difference, I think. Yeah. Um, which is really cool and also kind of intimidating. It challenges us yeah. to be careful with our words, which I think um, is a responsibility that we have. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that you're taking feminist theology, too, because I think part of the reason a lot of religion, a lot of religious language never resonated with me is because it speaks about God as a he. It's very patriarchal. Yeah. It's very patriarchal. It's like this male person-like thing who is separate from you. Yeah. Who's like has authority over you. And that to me always seemed like so creepy. Yeah. But thinking about it not as a he, I noticed that even with like religious music, like music that kind of has a religious message, if it's not if it's talking to the divine, like in second person, like you something something, it's comes across to me as so different and resonates with me so much more than listening to something that is referring to he. If I'm listening to something that says he, I get like so turned off right away. Yeah. I'm like, ugh, yuck, I don't want to listen to this. Even though it's like the same message, it's just different language. But it's not the same message. <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah because yeah no i mean it, it totally makes a difference yeah it's like yeah. personifying the divine in a completely different way right yeah it, no it's really important and in my class my professor has made a specific point that we're gonna call god god and not he or she or mm-hmm. whatever um because we we don't really know what gender god is and some people perceive god as being gendered in different ways so yeah 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 this is very fascinating it is maybe a whole other a bit of a tangent but yeah (laughs) so okay so transitioning into this idea of spirituality and its effect on wellness um we were just talking about how spirituality can play into this uh, mind-body connection and yeah i think a lot of times people at least the general perception or historically in religious and spiritual traditions to get to some sort of spiritual understanding a lot of times it's advocated that you need to separate yourself from your body in some way and that your body is hindering you from getting to certain spiritual or religious truths and i'm just not here for that (laughs) Um, (laughs) because i think I don't know. I think I think it's problematic. And yeah. The thing is as much as you try to separate yourself from your body or whatever, your body is part of you. You're going to always have your body and you only get one. And so I think it's really beautiful when we acknowledge the connection between our soul and our body or our mind and our spirit and blah blah blah. I think they all kind of are connected in some way even though they're different um and so i think using spirituality could be a way that helps us enforce the mind-body connection yeah i definitely agree with you i think like our body is this really beautiful part of us in this lifetime and i think trying to separate ourselves from it or ignore it is disrespecting a part of our experience. Yeah. In a way, because you're rejecting and resisting some aspect of yourself. And I don't think that that's definitely not in line with my understanding of spirituality, because I think for me, the point of spirituality is to be more 
connected to your own experience and not separated from it. And I know for myself, like some of the times where I, I feel like I have the most magical transcendent experiences are because I'm having an experience in my body, like a Mm, sensory experience of some sort. That's one of the reasons I'm so into art and music and why beauty is one of my core values, because when I'm experiencing beauty through my senses and one of these forms or through nature or connection with people, it it's like I said, it's like the most magical and transcendent experience that makes me feel the closest to what I perceive to be the divine. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you pointed that out because, no, I think art and music are two really important vehicles for which um, humans connect with things on a on a more spiritual level. I mean, there's always been sacred art and music. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, you have to use your body to interact with art and music. Like, you have to see the That's art. That's true. <laughs> and you have to listen to the music. And if you didn't have your body, you couldn't do those things. So, yeah, I think I really like what you're saying that that is separating your body from from your spirituality is is almost disrespectful to your experience and therefore it kind of contradicts the idea of spirituality because I totally agree with that um and I also think identifying our own spirituality and becoming more in touch with that um allows us to kind of appreciate our own existence and our own place in the world a little more like you were saying it helps you to recognize that you're not just this little cog in a big machine that just keeps moving Mm -hmm. for whatever reason um and i think when it when we can appreciate ourselves more as human beings we recognize that we deserve to be taken care of and that we deserve to or prioritize our own wellness so we can we can take care of ourselves better and take care of the world better and i think i think therefore spirituality and wellness kind of go hand in hand Yeah. Well, and we've talked a lot about compassion as it relates to wellness. And I think that a big piece of a lot of spiritual practices is compassion, Mm -hmm. self-compassion and compassion for other people and other beings and the planet. So. And like the more you have compassion for those each one of those things, the more compassion you have for yourself, the more compassion I think you can give to other people and vice versa. I think it's all very connected. Yeah, for sure. Well, and aside from taking care of your body using spirituality, I think spirituality also helps you take care of your mind and your mental wellness, which we've talked about is just as important as your physical wellness, Mm -hmm. if not more. Um... And there's so many things you can do to kind of get in touch with your yourself on a spiritual level that can just give yourself a greater feeling of of mental wellness. Um, I know that what, what, one podcast that I listen to, um, which I think I've talked about on this podcast before called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, their whole idea is treating the secular as sacred in order to kind of get in touch with the stories and the art that we love in order to kind of have our own spiritual experiences. And I think that's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think it's 
a really great lens through which to look at other hobbies that we have, like viewing your art or your writing as a spiritual mm-hmm. practice um, can be a really good way not just to make time for our art, but to take care of ourselves. Um, so I think that's just like a really great perspective to have when when looking at the stories we love and and the, the music we like and viewing it as not just this other thing that we like to do, but maybe even viewing it as something that can contribute to our spiritual, our, our spiritual values and, and how we make sense of things. Yeah. Well, I think that's related to what we were talking about before about spirituality being connected to our bodies and our physical experience, because these are also things we're taking in through our senses Mm -hmm. that are having an impact on us. It's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, oh, and another thing I wanted to talk about um, in regards to spirituality and wellness is I think you oftentimes can practice spirituality within a community setting, whether or not um, you go to a religious service weekly or you have some sort of group that you meet with and talk about spiritual things um i think that promotes the wellness of communities which we've talked about Mm, a bit yeah Um, definitely and that kind of nourishing communities is so important for keeping everyone else well within it yeah well another thing i was gonna say too i just want to agree with you on the whole spirituality playing a role in mental wellness mm-hmm. as well because i feel like one of the the very best things i've done for my mental health in the past couple of years is develop more of a spiritual practice mm-hmm. it just has totally shifted my mindset on so many things and i i still struggle with anxiety and negative emotions but I feel like I'm just a lot better equipped to handle them when they show up and they don't take over my life in quite the same way that they used to. Yeah. Are there certain spiritual practices that you really enjoy or use often? Hmm, that's a good question. Something that's helpful for me is just taking in material that speaks to me like reading books that I really like like that book by Marianne Williamson was really impactful for Mm me and listening to people on podcasts who have really interesting things to say about their spirituality that just it serves as a reminder because even though I know that being connected to my spirituality has such a positive impact on me it's so easy to forget it and neglect it just because like there's so many other distractions in this physical world that we live in and it's useful to have somebody to remind you like oh yeah it doesn't have to be this stressful all the time <laughs> and you you're not the only person having these feelings in the world and everything so that's been helpful i also like meditation i've experimented with a bunch of different kinds and i think I think different kinds resonate for different people and even for myself, like depending on what mood I'm in, sometimes I really want to do a Kundalini meditation and sing and hold this 
certain position while I'm meditating. And sometimes I just want to lie on the floor and do nothing. And sometimes that's so helpful to me. Yeah. For sure. So. Well, I think almost anything can be a spiritual practice. I mean, again, mm-hmm. like reading Harry Potter is a spiritual practice. Things like yeah. that. Um, But I think um, another thing that we're doing in my feminist theology class is we had this assignment where throughout the semester we're supposed to pick an embodied practice um, to like get in touch with your kind of like spiritual or religious beliefs or whatever. Um, And what I find really interesting about this is, um, I mean, a lot of the examples that my professor gives as possible embodied practices like meditation writing playing music attending religious services going for walks um which are all things besides attending religious services all of those things are not really considered religious activities um Mm -hmm. but they can really help you get in touch with your spirituality and and if you have religious beliefs and religious beliefs um but another thing i think is really interesting about it is that it's an embodied practice like i think this is all coming full circle like these practices that we can do often we have to connect with our bodies to do it in order to have some sort of meaning made within our minds and that contributes to our spirituality and i think it's just it's almost like this this cyclical relationship that we have i think between our body our mind Mm -hmm. and our spirit um and just i think anything that you find relaxing or enjoyable or something that makes you be more thoughtful about things is inherently a spiritual practice. And I think it's just a good reminder for us to make time for that. Yeah. And a lot of spirituality, I think too, is about mindfulness, Mm -hmm. which we've talked about before. And we've talked about how you can just go about your life in a mindful way. And I think that can be a spiritual practice in itself. I don't think you need to do any other fancy things. Mm I think you can treat your daily activities as a sort of living, moving meditation if you're really paying attention to what you're experiencing and paying attention to your thoughts as they come instead of going about things distractedly, which is hard to do. That's a lot easier said than done, but that's that's another way to go about it. Yeah, for sure. And... I think at the end of the day, too, getting in touch with our spirituality helps, even though we're being really kind of interior and thinking about our own values and things like that. I think it does really help us connect with others in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that can also really promote wellness because spending time with people, um, having a good social relationship with other people is known to have really great effects on your wellness and it helps to promote wellness within your relationships and i think again coming back to this idea of community i think we really focus on the whole individualized part of of wellness and health but Mm -hmm. yeah it can also be this really cool collaborative thing and i think spirituality is one avenue through which we can attain that yeah And you mentioned the fact that attending religious services can be a way to find community Mm -hmm. and sort of contribute to this wellness on a community scale. And I think that is one of the really the most beautiful things about religion and organized religion in particular is that it 
brings it can when it's used in a helpful way it can bring people together around a shared set of values and it's like people coming together to try to be good people and i think that can be really beautiful mhm me too so in addition to spirituality in conjunction with wellness we also think spirituality can have a really uh, beneficial effect on creativity and we've talked about this a little bit with creative practices being ways through which we can practice spirituality but i think it can also promote creativity in a way um do you have thoughts on this initially maria i do i think spirituality and creativity can be very connected definitely for me when i'm working on something creative is definitely one of the times when i feel the most mindful and the most kind of connected to some sort of divine energy source whatever you want to call it that's not only within myself it kind of takes me out of not out of my own experience but it it's transcendent in a way where i'm like connected to something greater than myself at the same time that I'm being in my body. And what else was I going to say? Oh, and then like how, how spirituality impacts creativity. Mm -hmm. That was sort of the other part of that. Um, I think having like mindfulness and compassion for myself, which are, big pieces of my spiritual practice can definitely impact me my creativity in a positive way because that just allows me to be more free and expressive and exploratory instead of feeling like art or writing or music is this thing that I have to get right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I think it kind of goes along with the fact that I think this all has to do with kind of like our headspace when we're creating and like mm-hmm. the perspective that we're having when we go into creating something. And I think getting in touch with your spirituality allows you to be a little more thoughtful and a little more interior and a little more open to receiving things mm-hmm. yes, from the world. Definitely. And so I think that gets you in a better place to be receptive to creative ideas and creative flow. And so I think sometimes your spirituality can totally relate in a very direct way to your art. You can kind of learn from your spirituality about your values and part those values into your art, um, make you more authentic as an artist, which I think is really cool. But I think bottom line, just being in touch with your spirituality once in a while can just help you get in a better place to get those creative juices flowing. Yeah. Well, this is reminding me of our conversation about creative inspiration that we had mm, yeah. several episodes ago. And yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because I think this is a big piece of it. Also, I think being in touch with our spiritual practice can definitely allow us to be much more open to creative inspiration, open to receiving it. And I really like thinking about creative inspiration as this kind of magical divine force that 
decides to come through us sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's what it feels like sometimes. Also fun to think about. And it feels accurate to me. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And building off of this too, I think spirituality is a really good way. We've talked about how it's not just kind of knowing yourself better, but it connects us with other people. And so I think spirituality really helps us to develop empathy in a way that other mm-hmm. other things can't. And I think empathy is really important for all all art and all creation. Um, because a lot of artists' goal is to connect with other people with their art. I mean, if you're going to share your art, you want someone else to relate to it or appreciate it. And I think that has to do with connecting with others across boundaries. Um, if not in a physical way, then in a spiritual way. Right. I think if you're connecting with people on an emotional level, that is a spiritual experience mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Because it's some part of their being that's not their physical being, or not solely their physical being. Mm-hmm. And I also just have to point out this connection. When you said the word creation, I was like, oh, yeah, creation. That's a big part of religion and spirituality, too. So I think it's just really interesting that creativity, which is this thing that we throw around a lot when we're, like, knitting a sweater or writing a poem or whatever we're doing, is also, it's the same root of this word that, like, the creation of life as we know it and i think that's so cool Mm -hmm. i think that kind of speaks to the feeling of sort of being connected to this river of creative inspiration that's bigger than just you yeah and i think it calls us to consider the fact that creativity is not always or maybe not i guess what i'm trying to say is consider creativity in different ways um and that nature exhibits creativity in the kind of things that it creates all the time and Mm -hmm. everyone's making little creations each day and kind of the essence of creativity is just creating it doesn't have to be this I, i don't think creativity is the same thing as originality though sometimes i think we make them synonymous mm, with each I other. Agree, yeah. And so I think it help spirituality can help us to really again get into that touch uh, get bleh, get into touch with <laughs> <laughs> um creativity kind of at its purest form um and and what it means to create things. Mhm. Yeah. I like that idea. So this week, Creative Souls, we encourage you to take time to consider your own spirituality, and we would love to know what practices help you get in touch with your spirituality, and also what impact you think spirituality has had on your life, and maybe specifically your wellness and creativity. And how do you think these things are related? It's a fascinating topic. So you can let us know on social media or send us an email. Our email address is neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at neverwearboringsocks or on Twitter at noboringsocks. And do you have a 
Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, bonus points to anyone who can also tell us how many times we said spirituality in this episode. So many times. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a quote for us today, Anna? I do have a quote. Um, this quote is from Dolores Del Rio. And she says, take care of your inner spiritual beauty that will reflect in your face. Um, and I think we, we didn't quite cover this idea of beauty in regards to spirituality. Um, this is a huge Yeah, topic. I know. I know. We should have gotten into this earlier. But Okay, can we do another episode yeah, about we'll that Yeah, we'll do another episode on this. But okay. I wanted to just bring this up really quick. Um, this idea, I think getting in touch with your spirituality, uh, we talked, we mentioned this a little bit, but I think it allows yeah. us to appreciate ourselves more as human beings and to recognize our own beauty. And again, in this culture where we're getting so many standards of physical beauty and what we should be looking like on the outside, I think it's important to acknowledge your, your inner, I like how she says spiritual beauty. It's like, this mm. is what really matters. It's getting in touch with things on a deeper level it's coming from not just your body but your spirit and that will reflect to other people i think it's just a good reminder yeah i really like that too and that reminds me of something that i've heard john o'donohue say i forget if i've mentioned this on the podcast before but he's a philosopher he wrote a book called beauty so he's definitely very interested in this topic um or he was he's no longer living but he said something about how we often confuse beauty with glamour. Mm, mm -hmm. And that really hit home for me because I think that speaks to why we have kind of mixed feelings about the word beauty sometimes. Because it's all about language again. Yeah. Because, like I said, beauty is one of my core values. But, like, sometimes it feels weird to say that because it feels superficial. But I, it's not. I think glamour can be. I don't think glamour is a bad thing, but it's not the same thing as beauty. Right. So, and I think the quote that you picked really speaks to that really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much to all our creative souls for tuning in this week. If you've been enjoying our episodes, please subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave a rating or review. It's super easy, takes less than a minute, and makes a very big difference for us in helping to find other listeners and establish a community around Never Wear Boring Socks. And if you subscribe, you'll be sure to catch next week's episode in which we'll be talking about clothing and style as tools for body acceptance and self-love which is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. It's going to be a fun and also, episode. yeah, also, speaking of glamour and inner beauty. We're going to get to that. Continuing the conversation. <laughs> and many thanks to Ben Ramsey, the cheese beast, our fearless audio editor, and to him and Martha Barnard for assisting with our wonderful music. You can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 043. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. We will see you next week. And until then, never wear boring socks.